Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. Hello, welcome to The Sick Show, Coping Copenhagen on 97.7 FM. My name is Owen, and of course, of, of course, after a hundred episodes, he hasn't left my side. Who am I with? I'm with Marius. Hello. Yes, you heard right. This is the 100th CIC episode. Mm-hmm. We know doing, what we're doing, Owen. What are we doing for this one? We're going on a... We're making it a tradition. Oh, yeah? Last year, we went to the Christmas markets, outside Christmas markets around Copenhagen. Yeah. And uh, did a little gluck uh, testing. Uh huh. Um, we're doing it this year again. Okay. But this okay. year it's not outdoor Christmas markets because there are none in Copenhagen. Uh-huh. It's the indoor uh, gluck, uh, yeah, opportunities that we're searching <laughs> for. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. And um, we're also gonna have a little look back on some of the the the, the, the interviews, the people we've met doing yeah. this podcast. Okay. All right. Um, and we've been, you know, fortunate that people wanted to talk to us. That helps doing a podcast. Yeah. I think it was a bit of a surprise for us, especially with this first interview, uh, Jay Armas from yeah. Science and Cocktails. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a, a, a major guy. That was a real moment when we realized, oh, my smokes. Mm-hmm. Cool people want to talk to us. So yeah. as we are going to venture into, where where, where are we outside? We're now? going to Torhelm to uh, Norbo. Uh-huh. We're going <laughs> to... You're eating... <laughs> As we go into our first of three fantastic Gug locations, let's have a throwback to Science and Cocktails, Jay, and one of our first interviews way back when. Uh, different than that, people are always amazed because it's it's the the type of audience, it's different than any other event they've been participated in. Mm-hmm. They can have larger audiences, for example, they sometimes can speak for a thousand students or more. Or, yeah. Or, or, or for big conferences with 15,000 physicists, it's possible. Mm-hmm. But a, a complete public audience that is majority between 25 to 35 years old, mm-hmm. it's unique. Because wh- whatever you can think of all the types of outreach science initiatives that people have organized in the past and, and at the current moment, and the age range is never that. Mm-hmm. So... It's mostly 45 plus, 55 plus, and so on. To get people to, uh, you know, choose to go to a lecture instead of a music concert <laughs> or or a, or, a, or a screening or or a football yeah. game, hide a lecture, yeah. like a that, disguise a that, lecture yeah. in front of them. Yeah. yeah, in that age group, yeah, is unique. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Mm. Yeah. But I also really, but I also yeah. think the the but when I've been to the events, uh, not coming from an academic background, mm. like I feel, I don't feel awkward or weird in any way coming there. It feels mm. very inclusive. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's also part of what I like about it and the beauty of it that it that it's a non-academic environment where yeah. there's this free sort of. Uh, yeah, the chance to communicate with with a a, a scientist, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. super fascinating. But do you how? Because you are in Bunge Luce in Christiania. Yeah, at, like uh, yeah, at the, yeah. But we're moving to the Grey Hall, so the next event is in the Grey Hall, which can host a thousand people. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Which is also in yeah. Christiania. It's also in Christiania. How, how did you end up working with Christiania, or how well, did that come about? I, I, I moved there. Okay. <laughs> just just that's a, that's just, good just above the cinema. Just above. Oh wow! Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. The the people who live above the cinema run the cinema. 
Ah, oh, amazing, cool. so, uh, amazing. It was how I got into it. Yeah. It's also really, really beautiful cinema. Like I it really is, love, is, love it that is, venue. Yeah. And, well. yeah, and it's two floors, so it, it can. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It has. It, it, it's it's a space that you can work with. It's free. You can use it as you want. You can, uh, you know, drill a hole in the wall if you want. You can use <laughs> it. You can use it as as you want, and that really made it quite special yeah. because we could do all sorts of it was strange your things yeah, yeah okay okay but yeah. You, um we were talking um, earlier about um how big signs and cocktails has, has gotten you so you like you said you started off with a small cocktail bar and just yeah. hosting an event it's now in four different countries yeah. uh, um here in copenhagen amsterdam brussels and johannesburg How do you keep track of such a, a sprawling um, uh, concept? E- email. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's CD scientists. Yeah. Sci- <laughs> technology. Using the newest technology. Yeah. Yeah. Skype occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> we'll catch up eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a great interview. And uh, yeah, big shout out and thanks to Jay for uh, being one of our first big guests. Yeah, it was a, it was a big get and uh, it's a nice, to, nice little throwback there. Yeah. A little yeah. throwback there for you listeners. For, for the old, for the long-termers remember that one yes, remember yeah. that one remember that one and for you new listeners there you go there you go <laughs> uh, yes so on our uh, journey of uh, glug excellence mm-hmm. uh, we have ventured into our first glug pri- proprietor yes yes uh, we're in um, Su- H- Helena <laughs> what is it? What, where are we at? <laughs> that was so far from it. We're at Tohelane on uh, Nørrebro, just by uh, Nørrebro Metro Station. Uh, Nørreport Metro Station, yep. And uh, we are at a... Uh, normally they sell a lot of sort of whiskey, rums, uh, brandies. Yeah. Uh, but they also uh, won last year's uh, Gluck Championships. Uh-huh. So uh, we are potentially drinking the best Gluck in Copenhagen right now. Uh, if you've ever been through the, the markets here, you'll definitely recognize the place. It's got loads of cool little glass bottles. It looks like an old school, like... Um, yeah, and it's called like Norpo, which basically means northern living. Northern living. It's, it's, it, it looks like an old, like a, a Tim, Tim Burton movie set. It's like, true, yeah. Like with yeah. all the, like, whiskeys. <laughs> But um, yeah, this is, this is a nice little atmosphere in here as well. Like I was like, so I don't know if we're marking. I know. Okay, so what are we marking the, the glugs on? Because we're about to taste these first ones. Well, there are three uh, three uh, qualifiers. Yeah. There's uh, the bits. Yeah. There's the alcohol. Yeah. There's the texture. Yeah. And that will uh, <laughs> end the bits, up. The bits, the alcohol, and the texture. Right. Okay. Yes. But there's uh, bat, bat. It's bat. the bat score. <laughs> right. Bits, alcohol, and texture. Right. And there's a. Uh, i was going to add a little second or a fourth one there. Um, atmosphere, good atmosphere, mm-hmm. very cozy in here. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's try to glue. Oh, I got some bits. I missed my bits. Hold on. Mm. Oh. Yep. Oh. High on the alcohol. High on the alcohol score. High on the alcohol score. True to their sort of uh, display of alcohol, yep. they definitely uh, uh, put alcohol besides red wine in this. Yes, definitely. I'm getting, I'm getting some rum. Uh, it's maybe ethanol. It's ethanol. Pretty, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard. <laughs> uh, scoring high on the alcohol. High on the alcohol. Yeah. Yes. Bits, generous amount of bits in there. Generous oh my amount. god, look at that! Yours looks like a dish that got a little bit soggy. I could eat this. That is uh, like a meal in a glass. It's a. Is that a 
That's pea? What is that? That's raisins, but they look slightly green. Huh. All right. You know what? It's, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. Yep. We're also getting some... Uh, there's, uh, there's a little bit of orange yep. in it. Yep. Uh, and, of course, almonds. Now, um, nice bit of... Uh, Nice bit of crunch there. Yeah, good crunch. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's just quite high too. What are, what are you thinking, bits? Bits wise, three different bits. Three bits is enough, and it's a healthy amount of bits. A healthy amount of bits. It's, yeah. That's like two big spoonfuls at least, maybe three even. Look at yours. I mean, that Look is a, yeah. that's a meal. That's a meal. I was hungry, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I normally am not big on bits. Yeah. Because I struggle with drinking and eating at the same time. Yeah. Uh, as, we, as most of us do, unless you're like one of those like really talented. Um, um, Ventriloquists, yeah. <laughs> Please explain how it's easier for a ventriloquist to drink and uh, eat at the same time. <laughs> because they like, isn't it a trick? They learn how to like drink water and throw their voice. Like a really good ventri- ventriloquist true. can like drink water and like look like they're still using the puppet. So I'm pretty sure they can fucking have a sandwich and talk or drink. <laughs> wow. That's, I have that's a my logic. respect for ventriloquists. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, sick show, learning, learning all. We, we cover all sorts. We cover everything. Yeah. But, uh, uh, okay, last one, the, the made-up one, texture. Texture, the made-up one. Uh, so, um, I can't see the spoon in it. Yeah, that's so a good sign. And you want to be, you won't, you, you, you don't want to be able to see your spoon. No, 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 you want the spoon to disappear as soon as it goes in. Which I, don't, it to- I don't know goes. if that's texture, but more like a viscosity? Yeah. what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Which is not what we're talking about, but sure. But sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, it's got like a nice velvety texture to it, I think. Oh yeah, velvety texture, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, I can't balance my spoon in it. I can't just put it there. And just put it, just like let it just stand. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit disappointing. That's a little bit disappointing. That it, I like it that the spoon's not floating. Yeah. That's a bit disappointing. Yeah, a little bit. But you know what? Hey, it's, it's the first one. We, we've got another two to go. Yeah. Um, okay, what's what's our scores then? I'm thinking... Um, so so out of, out of oh, six, I think six is the top score. Okay, all right. What a random number, but sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I'll give this because uh, the bits and the alcohol was up there. Yeah, I mean, nailed it. Yep. Texture lacking a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna give it uh, four mermaids and half a slice of bacon. Half a slice of bacon. Whoa. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with <clears throat> high high on the bits. High, high on the bits. bits. You know, really loving the like like look at that now. Like I mean, I might just put that in my pocket and save it for later. You should. Um, alcohol. Pretty good. A little bit too high, even. Oh yeah, yeah. A little bit too high. Okay. <clears throat> I gotta drive. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. What you say? Four mermaids and a half of bacon. Yeah. I'm gonna go with three mermaids, <laughs> but two and a half bacon. But three mermaids, two and a half, half bacon. bacon. <laughs> so that's yeah. a total score of. Uh, I don't. Four, four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Well, great. does bacon count for more or less? Uh, oh, that's that's <laughs> an wow. You really. Uh, is it, that it, bits or alcohol? I don't know. <laughs> Well, uh, as Owen recovers, uh, uh, we're just gonna mark down. I think this is a, I think it's a total of uh, of five. 
We're going to say five. We're going to say five. We're going to say five for this one. <laughs> out of, what, six? Yeah, out of six. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the scoring system no, working, no, no, but sure. No, no, no. That's um, not important. But this is this is what we do. This is why we do this this show for nearly two years. We, we experiment, we talk about things, um, we, we, we try new things and like discuss them. And one of the cool things we, we, we tried and learned about was um, cabaret. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not only cabaret, oh. but uh, 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 sort of the, the, the scene in Copenhagen yeah. and also uh, outside of Copenhagen, actually. Yep. Um, of how uh, sort of uh, what is it, what, what is it called? Nudity? No, it's, not called, it's just called cabaret. But cabaret is something like where it's slightly uh, provocative, uh, revealing, taking clothes off. Yeah, well, what, yeah, you're, yes. What's the question? <laughs> Is there a difference between being naked and cabaret? <laughs> well, yes. Well, there is. Yeah. Uh, my question is. Yeah. Doesn't isn't it called something else also? No, I don't, I don't know, but not the one we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I have point. only had a breakfast today, uh, so the glug is already here. It's one glug. <laughs> uh, yes. No, we are um, dancing around the fact that we spoke to a fantastic. Uh, group called Cabaret Copenhagen. We spoke to Mumu and Sophie yep. from Cabaret Copenhagen, and uh, that was a beautiful. Like, okay, so Jay was the first one where we were like, okay, this is cool. We're being spoken. Like, people are willing to talk to us, and we're like, people we respect are giving us their time. But then when we spoke to Cabaret Copenhagen, it was like, wow, we're getting like an insight into like an underground cultural scene here. Yeah, for sure. And and we learned a very interesting fact. Yes, we did. We learned why the G-string is called a G-string. Let's have a listen. And the G stands for government. So oh, it's the what? government string because it covers your part. So you're not oh. naked, but you're almost naked. It was a completely burlesque newbie in the audience. Mm -hmm. Like, never heard of burlesque, never seen it. And this was the very first show. And he came up. He came up to us after the show. I was like, I never knew I needed burlesque in my life until I experienced it. And if that is not the best point of creating a recurring burlesque club and yeah. going to see burlesque, I don't know what is. For a long time, Copenhagen hasn't. I mean, we've had a showgirl past in Copenhagen and Denmark as mm -hmm. well. There's been right down here where we're actually sitting yep. at Frederiksberg. There's been the the reviews and the the yeah. the kickline girls, but we. Berlin has a very defined past with cabaret. Mm -hmm. London has a very mm. defined variety past. Paris, Paris obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even Sweden have these kind of variety shows that have been going on. Sweden. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they have like a strong burlesque scene because the feminist female driven aspect of us have really caught it's on to like huge, very strong community. Like a lot of um a lot of the performers that both performers we have worked with, but also just like, uh, oh, these are like names in the burlesque community. Well, uh, it's in Sweden. Mm. <laughs> so, so with that in mind, I was like, why don't we have it in Copenhagen? Yeah, but well, why would it just skip over between Germany and Sweden? What, what happened yeah, there? I, I don't know. There has been parties that were more participant-based parties, so you dress up and it's called burlesque, and they were great parties. I have performed oh, at wonderful, them. Wonderful, yeah. Great, like, lavish, uh, interactive theme parties, but that was once or twice a year. Mm. It also had, like, a higher price of admission, admission because it was such a big production, yeah. mm. meaning that for a lot of people that was a big investment, where a show was more like... It's like going to a concert. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. You pay 150, 200 corner, and yeah. then you have a drink with your friends, you sit down. I think it comes down to people, and this is not to toot our own horn, but, but I think... But please do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I think it came down to someone actually sitting down and saying, but we want this. We think it's a problem that Copenhagen doesn't have it. I simply think there wasn't enough defining themselves as like, I want to do burlesque and I occasionally want to be really vulnerable and I want to do some really weird artsy stuff. <laughs> or I want to do some weird glamour stuff and I want to invest in those costumes. Oh my God, it's expensive. You and- realize how much rhinestones cost? <laughs> yeah, Rhinestones and feathers. I don't but have- it looks good. <laughs> I don't have a retirement fund. I have Not anymore. Um, very cool to talk to uh, Mumu and Sophie about like that underground scene mm-hmm. and oh, just in time. We've got a look. Here we are. Thank you very much. So we've moved on to um, Glug location number two and what a location it is. Yeah. That's also one of the interesting things about doing this podcast. You uh, you get to go different places that you might not have uh, thought you'd go. And uh-huh. uh, we are now in... Uh, I'm guessing this is the most expensive hotel in, in Copenhagen. Probably Denmark. Maybe the world. Mm, probably not the world. <laughs> <laughs> but Dangleterre uh, on uh, King's uh, Kongs Nuttall. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's pretty decadent in here. Uh-huh. The um, glug was pretty expensive. Yep. Not gonna lie. So we've got one. <laughs> we've got one glug. <laughs> We're uh, cheapskates. <laughs> We're cheapskating this one. Um, but we did get two, uh, it said Christmas cookies. Fucking hell. I've two, what looks like oversized uh, pepper nuts. Yep. Pure vanilla. Yep. They are small, let's just say. Um, so but I actually wanted to touch on something that uh, I also thought was cool about doing this podcast. Is you get to you get to learn new stuff also, you know? Yeah. Uh, like uh, Momo and uh, Sophie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we learned why it's called a G-string. Yeah. The government string. Government string. Yeah. Gov- sh- cover your arsehole. Yeah, the government says so. The government says so. <laughs> Stick that bit of string up your arse. <laughs> uh, one of those areas where I feel like the government uh, overreached. They uh, <laughs> controlled too much. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so here we are in this like luxurious hotel and mm-hmm. a gentleman to um, one side of us is complaining about his champagne and a gentleman to the other side is making a call about diamonds. Yeah. I feel really out of place. Oh, I feel I feel at home here. But okay, so here's the thing. Um, Marius is the one who bought the glug uh, because it's extraordinarily expensive. Um, and I'm recording him. And the way we're playing it is that I'm a journalist. This is what we have reckon will make us look like fit in that I'm a journalist and Marius is an artist of sorts mm. you do have an artistic you got the you got the scarf it's on the scarf the, the, you got the scarf it's just the scarf, <laughs> it's just the scarf. that's all <laughs> but you, you got you got that kind of like that kind of like Ruggedish beard look, kind of the. I shaved today just for you, Owen, and now you're telling me I got ruggedy beard. I'm telling you, look what like an artist. You, 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 you yeah, just I've just given up on. I shaving. have given up, actually. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm wearing my winter coat. Mm. I'm just, uh, yeah. But so yeah, that's why we reckon that everyone's gonna be like, oh, they must be, like, yeah. cool, and, <laughs> and rich. <laughs> One of us, at least. <laughs> I'll share you share my Christmas cookie with you. All right, so let, let's let's uh, let's 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 break it down. What's it look like? Okay, well, um, uh, let's start with the alcohol. Okay. Um, it's not as dominant here. Uh, I can I do taste. There's some other uh, sort of liqueur in kind mm-hmm. of than uh, just the red wine. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what it is, and this place is known to be very secretive about their uh, their recipe for their gluck. No, you really? cannot get it out get it out of them. Uh, many people try. <laughs> We've the people have been tortured. Better people than us have tried <laughs> and failed. Right. Um, but uh, so alcohol, I'm I'm getting. Uh, I'm thinking it's also some kind of brandy, rummy kind okay. of stuff. Okay. Uh, 
food that talk. That is a lot of that food is a talk lot. bits. It's some some chunky chunky raisins in chunky here. Chunky raisin in there. They're not. Uh, they're it's more like a mini prune. I'd yep. say. Um, I think uh, that is an accurate. It's too large of a raisin for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to chew that. Uh-huh. Uh, some nice almond bits. Yep. No no orange. No orange. Okay. So only two bits in this. Okay. Which is a uh, bit of a letdown. A bit of a letdown, considering the price. Five, five hundred grand. <laughs> uh, and what's the texture? Mm. The made-up last one. The viscosity yeah. is uh, is 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 better. I would actually say. You can actually, yeah. There's, there's that's that's. I can't very, see anything. Very dark. Yeah. It's also a little bit darker in here, so yes. maybe that the lights yeah. are playing into it. But um, good viscosity. Yes. Um, still can't. I can almost kind of let my spoon uh, stand in, but I it's think it's still, actually more the bits doing the work. Yeah, here. okay. It's yeah. still not. It's still not standing on its own. Oh, my spoon is not going to be able to float on it. No. No. All right. Uh, so, uh, and I must say, I like the, the yellow one better. Like this. Okay. This is a little bit too. Uh, a little bit too sweet. Like, Ooh, like, all right. Um, I, yeah, I think I prefer my gluck more. More boozy, boozy and, and sweet. <laughs> okay, what what out of out of mermaids and bacon? <laughs> it's gonna be uh, also considering price, and yep. I actually don't like it at all. Oh wow! Um, it's gonna be uh, one mermaid and half a slice of bacon. Wow! Yeah, that is low. Do you wanna you wanna give it a go? You wanna yeah? You I'm, wanna gonna weigh in on this? I'm gonna have a sneaky taste. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah, right? Very sweet. Yeah. I think it's actually the raisins given a lot of sweetness. Yep, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm not... It's alright. Yeah? I'm okay with the sweetness. Okay. It, it's not a proper... It's not a good glug. It's a little too sweet. It needs, yeah, right. like... Yeah. It needs to be... You need to be thinking, like, oh... oh, oh yeah. Oh, I can't drive home tonight. Yeah. Um, but this one is definitely... I don't feel like it's going to warm me up. No. No. Yeah. But it's not a bad... Beverage. <laughs> I, I beg to differ. <laughs> Maybe it's the price weighing in here. Also. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try a Christmas cookie. See if that does anything for me. You know, in like three days' time, it's going to be like a year. Uh, sorry, three years since I've been since I moved here. Oh really? Yep. Three years. Three years and two of which I've been doing this podcast. God damn. Yeah. You're doing well, Owen. <laughs> That's a compliment. Thank you. I'm sarcastic. <laughs> you're doing well, Owen, and by that I mean you're shit. <laughs> no, but honestly, uh, it, because of this podcast, I've, I've. Oh, it's meant excited. to be in there anyway. Yeah. Like Marius dropped a spoon in the glass, but it's. It, we were hoping it would stand. Um, but no, it was. It was without doing this podcast, it would have been. I think this has opened many doors, for me. Mm-hmm. In, in, in Denmark and through cultures of, but it's, it's also nice to have had you as a guide of sorts if I may say oh thank you thank yeah you. oh. you've been a mentor in a way a Copenhagen, Copenhagen mentor yes yeah. yeah yeah well I do feel like I've, I've, I've over the years learned how to cope in Copenhagen yeah uh, but I've also learned a lot about my own city mm-hmm. uh, uh, I've seen it through uh, your eyes has been uh, it's been uh, beautiful oh. Wow! It's beautiful. Wow! Yeah. Now you're just getting sarky. Don't get no, sarky. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, I know I'm getting a bit sarky, but uh, I'm being genuine. Also, it's nice to. See. I think it's a really fun way to see your own town through the eyes of someone else who has not experienced this. That yeah. makes you sort of uh, enjoy that experience more. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes experience something you had already experienced, but seeing it through the eyes of someone else. It's like watching a show with someone that you're like, oh, I love this show. I think you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah. Then I get excited to watch it again with another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I've been uh, reliving yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or experiencing Copenhagen again. That's through, great. Through I like you. that. Yeah. I love this country. This city is great. I can't wait for you to come see it. <laughs> you're going to love this life. <laughs> But it's um, and I think I think we like. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for. Um, oh, I give myself a lot of credit <laughs> every morning in the mirror. But the, you go, <laughs> you you go. But for the for the actual like difficulties um, connected to life in Copenhagen and like integrating here and like hmm. I think it's I think we've done a pretty good job of like trying to break it down a little bit step by step and. Yeah, um, that's the aim anyway, right? Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Uh, also because I think the hard part is is the the social aspects of it. Sort of yeah. how do you be, befriend Danes or just helping you to discover new possibilities in town. Uh, if you're not having luck with befriending Danes, yeah. go meet other expats, yeah. immigrants. Um, <laughs> And where do you find those? And where where can you? Because that's so essential to moving to any city or starting a new life anywhere. It's like finding where's your tribe. Yep. But uh, I'm also really enjoyed. Uh, like we went to Husel and saw yeah. uh, the the inner workings of the cinema there. Yeah, and, that was cool. Yeah. And what I thought was really really cool was uh, to get uh, a chance to go inside Vega during the the whole lockdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like an actual institution in the city. Like like. Mm-hmm. A historic building that well, it's such cultural importance here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dida uh, Kama, the communication uh, head of communications there, was very kind to you know, give us a tour and uh, talk about her role and sort of yeah. Uh, I thought that was fascinating. It was just getting to sort of smell that building. I've been in that building so many times for mm. events and concert, but mm. seeing it sort of completely abandoned and just walking through the halls and mm-hmm. stuff was, was yeah, it was a really special sort of uh, experience for me. Yeah. yeah. And you, you got to stand in the same spot as so many great musicians. <laughs> yeah. You had the experience with uh, David Bowie and Amy Winehouse and wow. Prince and other Yeah. Prince people. was here? Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Prince here. So, uh, mm-hmm. Tita explains yeah. to us how it's been quite difficult for the last few months. Exactly tomorrow, three months. Really? So, three yeah. months? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's never happened in uh, the history of Vega. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit tough times. Yeah, I can imagine. So Do you? You can tell that she's been affected by this. No. No? This place means a lot to her. No, it's. I, I think it's really sad at the moment. It's it's so empty here, and this house is not built for being empty. Ditta takes us up to the balcony, where you can really appreciate the beauty of the room we're in, and she takes a moment to explain the history of Vega to us. Building or oh, the house is from '56, uh, and was uh, everything is done by Wilhelm Lauritsen, the architect. This, uh, the lighting, and this, all the chairs, everything is designed for the house, and it was made for the union. Um, Worker union. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as a congress hall, as a meeting place. Uh, at that time, people were living in small apartments. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the heydays of the, the union. So yeah. they had like really the power to build a, a house with the, like all amazing details. It worked as a like a, a people's house uh, <laughs> un, up until uh, beginning of the 90s. 
and then it kind of it, no one was really interested at that time there was only a library back okay <laughs> and then they were about to uh, tear down and build a, a supermarket like the biggest supermarket in Denmark no really no. Yeah. God. and then uh, the artist Bjorn Nørko famous Danish uh, yeah, okay. artist uh, he just loved this place mm. so he uh, and he has called it the how to say that in English the 16 chapel But it's also for a lot of Copenhageners. It's a place where they often go uh, to see live music, um, and we've been here for so long that people have so many good memories of uh, concerts and great bands playing here, and also that we have a consistently uh, quality programming uh, here uh, that we 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 try to really do our best to present uh, what's uh, relevant, what's new, what's uh, there has to be quality uh, into the programming. We never pre uh, present uh, cover bands, for example. Not that it's not good music, it's just not what we are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's also in our um, uh, DNA that we have to be an international venue. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's uh, This place also have a legacy for basically being a, a great European venue for bands playing, and um, yeah, so I, I, I guess that's why you get that vibe when you're here, and also of course because of the interior. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no places, uh, maybe there are, but there, it's not many places uh, where you uh, are surrounded by wood, <laughs> basically. Mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. it feels nice. It's, it's the equal equivalent. Equivalent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's to, early. It's to, the, <laughs> to the classical, uh, you also have like really, really nice surroundings for experiencing mm. music. And uh, there's a lot of places where when you go to indoor shows, it's like concrete, it's black uh, walls, and nothing wrong, wrong with it but um, I guess that you get another feeling when you're here yeah. mm -hmm. and people respond to it maybe not consciously but there is just another vibe in here because mm -hmm. it's there's woods on the floor and uh, it's really nice on and on the walls and mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah I like that idea about sort of the people's house and has been carried on to like a, a public concert venue mm. now and yeah I feel like yeah. you can go into some concert venues and be a bit it feels a bit cold or it's too grand and too pretty and you feel like I'm out of place here yeah. like you feel kind of it's, it's a warm and nice atmosphere here it's exactly and then also um, if you go to an arena show mm -hmm. uh, it, you will most likely be sitting mm -hmm. far away from the stage or you will be in the back mm -hmm. Uh, so you will never feel that you get to experience the band mm -hmm. close on an intimate mm -hmm. and uh, that is also really a big quality of this house that even though we have 1600 people in the, the main hall you still feel that you're close to the band yeah so you can see like we're, we're, we're up in the, the one of the highest points now and it yeah. looks and it still looks still, intimate uh, 
I mean, if you have good eyes, you can see their uh, their eyes. <laughs> um, but you also kind of said that goes the other way for and the artist. Yeah, yeah and, like and a lot of the artists really appreciate that feeling that you can see the back row of uh, of the places where you sit. That mm. you have this uh, idea of being close to the audience. Also, it 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 makes. Uh, I, th I think it makes a good show. An amazing place. Yeah, uh, very special. And uh, yeah. I've stood on the stage that Bowie and Prince stood on. Privilege. Um, you may not be able to hear us uh, because we are in, what, what's the name of the place? We're room? in uh, the oldest bodega, still existing bodega in Denmark. It was uh, established in 1733. Uh, uh, it's called Wilsvinstue. Wow. Yeah, uh, and it's loud in here. It's a lot really loud. And, and it's, we queued for about half an hour to get in yes. to try Glug. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got in and we realized it's too, too loud to record. Probably can't record in here. <laughs> but goddammit, it's the 100th episode and we will persevere. We're going to get through it. Yeah. So let's let's quickly jump into the glug. Yep. All right, it's so a tiny glug. Teeny tiny. Cute one. Cute, cute glug. Uh, uh, yeah, let's try it. Oh, oh. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there's snaps in this one, not yes. rum. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right there. Um, so this is the first snaps of Gluck we've had. Oh, okay, I was about to say there is no bits in it, but if you mess with it a bit... Yeah, you got to dig deep for them. got to dig deep in this one. Um, yeah, that's... There is, there's... Oh, God, is that like a full almond? Yeah, that's uh, full almonds. I only got one. Yes, I got one almond and a, like half a bag of... Uh, or, um, Sultanas? Yeah. I'm talking, yeah. yeah. How are the Sultanas? I'm not, I can't, too I can't. Much. Too much. Too yeah. much. Yeah. It's not bitchy, it's just bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably not, but... I'm still saying this is better than the very expensive one. Yes. Uh, but but let's... Okay, so alcohol-wise... Good. Definitely a kick. I actually... It's a little bit... I don't know, the rum is good, but this is this is nice. This is... Uh, yeah. the, the, the schnapps is good. It has a different kind of a uh, sting. Yep. 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 Uh, bits. Bits. I mean, it's controversial with a, a, a full almond in there. Yeah, uh, that's that's new. Yeah, maybe it's just lazy. That yeah, just like and it's just maybe a little lazy. And there's just just raisins, just loads of raisins in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fine. Uh, okay, for the made-up one, the texture. The texture. Uh, I can I can almost see my spoon. I can oh my see god, the, you're right. I can yeah. see the floaty bits in. Yeah. Uh, okay, so not great in the texture. No. Uh, it's also the I think the the most runny of the glugs we've had. It's a runny glug. It's a runny glug. It's a runny glug. Uh, definitely no uh, spoon uh, stabilizing it, no, no. I would, I, I would not build a, a, a house on this. I wouldn't think that there's not enough. No. Um, uh, 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 what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, stability, stability or, or um, foundation. There's no foundation foundations there. Uh, but I, but I like the taste better than I like the the fancy one. We got. Yes. So I'm I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go straight in with the the uh, mermaids. I'm gonna go two two and a half mermaids and one bacon. Two and a half and one bacon. Yeah. I'm gonna go uh, three mermaids and. Uh, Half a slice of bacon. Half a slice of bacon. Yeah. All right, that's still better than the hotel. It's still better than the hotel. Yeah. All right. So this is this is what does that round off as? Like what? Four, three, yeah, three. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just say three. 
Three and a half. Three and a half. Atmosphere, I think in three goods time, it'll be the best atmosphere we've been in so far. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'd be just as loud and shouty as yeah, those cunts. But yeah. as it stands right now, um, it's a little loud. It's a little loud, yeah. There's one gentleman in the corner, and I think I think he's an oper- operatic singer uh, <laughs> of some sort, a soprano of sorts. Uh, and he's really, um, he, I, I expect to be at his level soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if we stay, that's what's going to happen. But yeah, uh, a lot of lot of stuff uh, has happened during our our hundred episodes, and I think one of the, the things I've also really appreciated is learning about some of the the NGOs and, and people trying to do some you know some community building, some community work, some yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of trying to uh, yeah, both help uh, Danes and uh, immigrants alike to yep. sort of come together, yep. uh, whether it's within integration or or food, yep. uh, just creating some nice social uh, centers for people to, to you know gather yeah, and, yeah. Like, and it's been fun meeting like cool interesting people but we've also met like like good people doing good work here as well you know um, we met a lot of good people and one really really fascinating one was the human library yeah which yeah. you went to see uh, Ronnie Abigail uh, the founder of um, Human Library yeah which has been here for 20 more than 20 years I think it was yeah. and it's like an, on five continents and a whole bunch of countries it's yeah. like it's really grown yeah yeah um, a really interesting sort of uh, project to sort of yeah help people unjudge and, and meet each other eye to eye and have a great dialogue well let's go back have a listen to that get out of this um, particularly loud place and to a calmer location where you spoke to him about that fascinating organization. What's an institution in your, in your community where everybody's welcome? You can be rich, <clears throat> you could be poor, you could be a professor, or you could be someone who had really difficulties reading or not being able to read at all. Mm-hmm. Everybody's welcome at the library. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the library doesn't have a set agenda for you, mm. except it makes information available. Okay. What information you want, what you want to do with it, mm. where are you going to go with it, that's all entirely in your hands. Yeah. When you compare it to other institutions or destinations in our daily life or overall in our communities, most of them do not have that degree of freedom. Mm. Uh, you go to the dentist, most likely you're going to have your teeth fixed or looked after or checked up on. Mm. If you're going to the police station, you're either reporting something or you did something. Mm. Uh, God knows, you you know, mm. everybody has an agenda, everything has a framing, and the library has a framing too. It's an information center. It's an information sharing and learning uh, center for everyone to take advantage of, but the agenda is very, very free. So we thought everybody knows what a library is, everybody knows what a book is, we're just going to say that these people are open books with special knowledge that they're sharing with you. And so that special knowledge comes from their personal experience. So someone had to run away from Syria because of a very serious war there. Mm. Their personal experience becoming refugees, uh, internally displaced, or even bringing themselves all the way here, um, that's their experience. Yeah. They'll open to you and say, hey, my name is, I'm a refugee, I had to run away from war, this is what happened. And then you can ask freely and sort of dive in and go where you want to go. What is it you really want to know most about refugees? Now, my question would be, what made you decide what, what's the one thing potentially that happened that convinced you now it's time to go? 
Yeah, yeah, because that's a that's, yeah. a, that's a big big, decision. That's yeah. like the decision is mm. when to run, when to try and wait it out, when yeah. to, and when is it safe to go? Because if you're in a city, all of a sudden there's war and planes are coming and dropping bombs on your region. Where are you going to run? Mm. Where's the safest place to go? I mean, even how do you navigate? All of a sudden, waking up and your peaceful country is at war mm. and getting bombed. Yeah. How? How? I'm, all these questions I would have to better understand the individual's, you know, uh, risk assessment, um, because it's no easy thing to, I, I don't believe it's easy for anybody to decide to leave their country. No. Even if they're leaving poverty uh, or, or conflict, the, it cannot be an easy decision no. to, to say goodbye to that. So coming to the human library, barring a refugee or a police officer or a politician, or someone with a disability, or someone with a different uh, gender identity, and just learning. So the idea basically was, hey, let's see what happens. Yeah, um, okay. And then one of my coworkers, one of my colleagues said to me, but Ronnie, what if nobody comes? And I said, look, if we put 50 very, very different books together, and nobody comes, in the meantime, they'll be reading each other. While they're yeah. waiting for readers, they'll be reading each other. So in the worst case scenario, we're gonna win small. Mm. Best case scenario, we're gonna win big. Yeah. Because readers will benefit, books will benefit, communities will benefit. Nobody can lose. Mm. In, at the Human Library, there is nobody that walks away empty-handed. Oh, we're back out in the cold. Back out in the cold. Uh, that was uh, it warmed my heart listening to uh, re-listening to uh, the Human Library. Yes. Um, fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. Very che- cool. Check it out when uh, when uh, the weather is more approachable. <laughs> approachable. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yes, we are back out on, in Cogs Nuto, uh, and it's a little quieter out here. Yeah. That's uh, nice. And uh, it's it, it's it's nearing the end of our hundredth episode. Yeah. Wow. Wow, hundred episodes, on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, th- thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being involved. It's been a journey. And we had listened to, we had listened to like some very interesting interviews that we've had the absolute pleasure uh, of, of carrying out. Uh, nearly a hundred interviews. Yeah. Like we've had hundred episodes, but we nearly probably actually maybe more than hundred interviews. That's insane. But sometimes we've done t- t- two. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, we haven't been able to go through all of them, but a few people that we should say thank you to, yeah. uh, and some of the interviews that we enjoyed were um, uh, One Bowl. One Bowl, yeah. Which is a fantastic place. Definitely check them out. Go get some food there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Lindsay from the International. We yes. collaborated with her. Yeah. That was a pleasure. Thanks that was for really her. Cool. She gave us some cool guests. Yeah. Uh, Crossing Borders. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool organization. Love talking to those guys. Mm-hmm. René from Noma. <laughs> Thanks for not uh, suing us. Maybe thank you, Disney, for not suing us also. Yeah, actually, you know, no, I'm not well, that good. Fuck Disney, Disney. Yeah, still, yeah, still yeah. fuck Disney. Uh, Trent Coeli. Trent Coeli, yeah. What a pleasure to be working with that gentleman. He will be back on the uh, on the show soon. Yes. Um, who's in cinema? Jack. We spoke to Jack. Yeah, that was very cool. He gave us an amazing tour of the place. Yeah. Carol Hayes, uh, Assemble Theatre. Yeah. Been a uh, pleasure collaborating with them. Very, very cool to be working with her. Uh, Jeremy from uh, Hit, mm-hmm. uh, House of International Theatre. Always cool to talk to him. Yeah, the Swedes. Uh, and down the rabbit hole. Yep. 
CTC, uh, CTC, yeah, always a pleasure to have CTC guys on. Um, big shout out to Anna, uh, one of our favorite um, uh, listeners. listeners. Yes, a uh, big big fan, um, and she's giving us loads of support. And like, shout out to her. She's she's a pleasure to have mm-hmm. uh, attached to this. I also want to give a shout out to some of our international listeners, uh, William in Philly and Kisser in uh, Karachi, uh, Pakistan. Absolutely, uh, Ila as well. Uh, yes. Thank you very much for um, all. She, she she gives quite a lot of advice actually when I see Ila about. Uh, how the show is going so I appreciate that as well and Anna as well actually yeah. uh, um, uh, who else who else we need to well we need to thank uh, Emma Borrow our producer of course yeah um, absolutely yes. producer Emma John and the boys back in Fredericksburg studio yep, yep. yep. Good, good without dudes. them there would be no couldn't sick be, show couldn't be done no, no. Uh, I think we also need to give a shout out to uh, Copenhagen Post. Yes, yeah. big time. Yeah, Ben and Copenhagen Post, thank you so much for all your help. And uh, finally, uh, I just want to give a special shout out to the people of Liberia. <laughs> We've been... Uh, We've trended a lot there. Trended hard in Li- like, Liberia. Don't know why, but hey guys, whatever you're loving, we're loving that you love it. I mean, that's good stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and a final one to uh, our, our intern. Mm-hmm. Last builder. Uh, I don't know where he is in the world, or uh, we will ever see him again. And, but um, for those of you who have heard Lars on the show, uh, mm-hmm. you know he's a, he's always got a special place in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And wherever you are, Lars, um, yeah. we, we hope you're well. We hope you're well. I yeah. hope the taxi uh, business is running. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe yeah. he'll come back someday. Maybe you never back. know. You never, never know. know. Uh, but uh, that's uh, that's it for the hundredth episode. Yeah. Um, uh, hot tips, Marius. What's Marius? Is hot tips. Well, let's wrap it up and list the look we've had today. Okay. Um, so I would say on uh, on a third. Yeah. The the, the worst of the looks was right. also the most expensive look. Yeah. That was down the tear. Okay. Uh, atmosphere wise, it was also a bit like. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, they were nice. I was they were a bit pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Worried that they might, you know, frown upon us coming we in. Because we don't look like we should be in there. No, but they were actually kind of. They were fine. They were, they were fine. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, second place, Vils uh, Wienstu. Yeah. Atmosphere. Loud. If you're five glucks in, I think it's great. A <laughs> uh, little bit loud to do a recording, uh, but uh, it's a it's an excellent establishment. Cool little uh, the bodega. Oldest right. yeah. uh, still uh, running bodega in Copenhagen. And finally, the winner is going to be uh, Norbo yeah. in Torhelene. That was an yeah, excellent gluck. Yeah. Uh, Fun atmosphere, people around, having yeah. a nice time. Service not the best. Ooh, ooh, sharp. Little, little, little uh, that, was, that was the worst service we got. Wow. Oh, but the you, best look. Didn't think you were going to say it. Oh, no, my God. No, All right. No, That's no. how we're ending the 100th episode. It's a pet peeve I have. <laughs> Give me some good service, even though you're a dame. <laughs> Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been uh, an amazing roller coaster journey for the last two years, and it's not stopped. No. Uh, we will be continuing to produce and bring, to present interviews and stories and anything that uh, comes to our front door yeah. uh, about Copenhagen and Denmark. And, or hey, any front door uh, we come to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're going to take a, another little break, uh, but we will be back with a Christmas special. Yep. Um, please understand that we're not, we're not, we're not leaving the, the show. We're just taking a little break from like working a lot over the last year and two years. And it's coming up to Christmas and we're quite busy. So it's, it's just timing issue that's all yeah. but we're coming back for a Christmas special with some familiar faces and voices and uh, we will be back in the new year with whole new whole new whole new stuff whole new stuff yeah whole new stuff coming up yeah it's exciting and, uh, yeah to another hundred <laughs> you're here you're here <laughs>